0: If you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Ha! Here we are beginning the third week of January 2023 and most folks have already either given up or are right on the cusp of giving up on their well-intended goal, intention, resolution, whatever you want to call it for this year. Did you know that there's something called Quitter's Day? It's the second Friday of January, and this year it fell on Friday the 13th. That's kind of interesting, right? In fact, there was research study conducted finding that approximately 80% of people who made New Year's resolutions, goals, intentions, whatever you want to call it, tapped out by the second week of January. But don't fret if this is you, I gotcha. So keep listening because what I'll be sharing with you will definitely be beneficial and help you move forward. But first, please let me introduce myself. Hi there. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who've survived things perhaps we don't like to talk about, but we know we want to be better because it not only benefits us, but it benefits those that are around us. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to you and continues to somewhat keep you stuck and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you are designed to live. During this episode, we're going to be talking about why we start the new year filled with renewed drive And motivation only to find ourselves drifting off course quickly more importantly I'm going to share with you a tool that has proven to be successful when we use it regularly look it's easy to make plans for the future and how we're going to change our life for the better It's much more difficult to build new habits and overcome adversity on the road to success. But it doesn't have to be that way. Most of us have made this mistake in the past, setting a goal that focuses entirely on the destination, not the journey. For example, you may have said things like, I want a beach body, or I want to buy a house, or I want a million dollars in my savings account. While setting a destination goal is better than nothing, it's not ideal. We tend to fixate on the desired result and completely ignore the hardships and challenges along the way to reaching that goal or destination. This means we are much more prone to abandoning our goals after the first few hiccups. Plus, people often pursue goals that leave them feeling miserable or deflated because they think too much about how long it'll take to achieve it. Here's the deal. The reality is that we pursue goals backwards. We set a goal like lose 40 pounds and every day we pursue that goal that in point in time the 40 pound loss and ignore 99 percent of the process of getting there here's a little hint there isn't a straight line to getting to the finish line if there was we all would have mastered this years ago and not had any hang-ups or hiccups that knock us off our game for example Keeping with the losing of the weight. We hate every day focusing on everything we need to do to achieve it. And why do we hate it? Because we're existing in this state of pre-success phase of it, and we don't necessarily enjoy it. Let's be honest. How many of you enthusiastically look forward to measuring your food, counting your macros, if you even know what those are, track your water consumption, get your steps in, ensure you're getting enough sleep while avoiding social events because you don't want to be tempted. Uh, Not many of us, and certainly not for any length of time. The thing is, if you're always focused on shooting for the stars, the whole thing may seem like mission impossible. It's no secret that the more ambitious the goal, the more detailed and meticulous an action plan will need to be. But that's an issue that can be easily solved and I'm going to share with you, so keep listening. As with any large scale project goal intention, I use these words interchangeably because the truth be told, they all mean the same thing, although I know there's some that would argue with me on that and that's okay. But regardless, you need to start by determining the key steps to achieve your goal. Say, for instance, you're building a house. You'll need to buy land, find the architect, negotiate suppliers, and maybe even source your favorite bathroom tiles from Italy and everything else in between. It's time consuming and requires constant input and tracking. Any serious life goal will be just as, if not more, challenging to pull off. That's why you need to figure out the critical part of the plan. And more importantly, why? Why, why, why is it important to you in the first place? And once you've determined that, then you need to break this plan down to achieve it into smaller, more achievable steps. The point of doing that is to reward yourself with the pleasure of completing tasks and the immense feelings of relief and satisfaction that come with making progress for example if you want to lose weight then i highly suggest that when you're creating a plan on how you're intending to do that that you not just use a scale to weigh yourself and if you don't have a scale I don't suggest that you go out and buy one either, as they can be an inaccurate obsession that happens that thwarts your success. You could become so obsessed with that number when there's so many other things that are happening and shifting and changing in your body that we get knocked off our game if we don't see that number seem to magically go down in in the expected time frame that we think that it should go down. Look, for instance, maybe you could drop 20 pounds or, no, 5, 10 pounds when you were in high school when you had, you know, a metabolism of a rabbit. But if you're a female in menopause, your metabolism now has turned to like a one-legged turtle walking in a sandstorm. It's not the same, so you can't even use that as a measuring tool anymore. A better measure of progress for you is taking your measurements and photos before you start and during your journey so that you can see your progress as you go. After all, you see yourself in the mirror daily and you may not necessarily notice the subtle little shifts and changes that are occurring along the way, but your measurements and photos will tell the story. The thing is, goal setting is usually focused on the end result, not all that it takes to get there, which is why people peter out long before they reach it. What if we flip the script on this a little bit? What if the habits you create and implemented not only get you to that desired goal weight or that fitness level or that bank account balance or that relationship status, but also carry you through your days living more fully and vibrantly. Imagine if your daily workout was actually the goal and not so much the losing of the 40 pounds. What if you allowed yourself to find a physical movement exercise you enjoyed and let that become a habit? What if the daily goal is just to read 10 pages of a health book or listen to a podcast on money management or investing or an audio book on healing your past relationships in order to attract a healthy one? The thing is, we tend to start at point A heading straight to point Z with little to no time to assess our progress, let alone prepare for any challenges and or plateaus that occur along the way. We must make the time to check in with ourselves and reflect on our thoughts, feelings, and experiences something so many people leave out of their goal intention plans. I know, it may be a hard one to swallow, but our thoughts and feelings drive the experiences we have, which are well-developed and practiced into what we call habits. Not only do we need to keep assessing our progress towards the goal, but we must also listen to our inner voice, to make sure we still want to pursue this goal and are doing it for the right reasons. It's okay to tweak or even completely abandon a goal if it isn't working. We need to drive goals and shape our life journey, not the other way around. And just as it's important to tune in and assess our inner voice to make sure we're still wanting to reach a certain thing, we also need to be aware of when our inner critic is trying to self-sabotage our success, causing us to quit far too soon. One of the things I'm passionate about is helping others understand the languaging of your inner critic and how to tame it so it doesn't ruin your attempts at success, whatever that may be. And once you understand it for yourself, you'll be able to work through anything. So let's delve into something a little deeper in order to understand why the things we do daily matter much, so much in designing the life you want. There is a phenomenon that happens as we age called synaptic pruning. Synapses are connections between the neurons in your brain. The basic idea is that your brain prunes away connections between neurons that don't get used and builds up connections that get used more frequently. For example, if you practice playing the piano for 10 years, then your brain will strengthen the connection between those musical neurons. The more you play, the stronger the connection becomes. Not only that, the connections become faster and more efficient each time you practice. As your brain builds stronger and faster connections between neurons, you can express your skills with more ease and expertise. It's a biological change that leads to skill development. Meanwhile, someone else who has never played the piano is not strengthening those connections in their brain. As a result, the brain prunes away those unused connections and allocates energy towards building connections for other life skills. This helps explains why some seem to like working out or some seem to build wealth no matter the financial market. Now, here's the fun part. Let's talk about how synoptic pruning plays an important role in building new habits. Synaptic pruning occurs with every habit you build. As we've covered, your brain builds a strong network of neurons to support your current behaviors. The more you do something, the stronger and more efficient the connection becomes. You probably have very strong habits and connections that you take for granted each day. For example, Your brain is probably very efficient at remembering to take a shower each morning, or to brew your cup of coffee, or to even open the blinds when the sun rises, or thousands of other daily habits. You can take advantage of those strong connections to build new habits. How, you ask? When it comes to building new habits, you can use the connectedness of behavior to your advantage. One of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do each day and then stack your new behavior on top. This is called habit stacking. And this, my friend, is both a brilliant and easy peasy tool to use. Habit stacking is a special form of an implementation intention. Rather than pairing your new habit with a particular time and location, you pair it with a current habit. This method can be used to design an obvious cue for nearly any habit. So what is this hacking, hacking, habit stacking formula? So you take an existing habit and adding a new one on after the existing one and using do words. I will so let me give you an example of what that looks like after I pour my cup of coffee each morning I will meditate for one minute after I take my shoes off when I get home from work I will immediately put on my workout clothes and go work out after I sit down to dinner I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened today After I get into bed at night, I will give my partner a kiss. After I put on my running shoes, I will text a friend or family member where I'm running and how long it'll take. Again, the reason habit stacking works so well is that your current habits are already built into your brain. You've already practiced them so much. You don't even have to consciously think about them to do them. You have patterns and behaviors that have been strengthened over years. By linking your new habits to a cycle that is already built into your brain, you make it more likely that you'll stick to the new behavior. Once you have mastered this basic structure, you can begin to create larger stacks by chaining small habits together. This allows you to take advantage of the natural momentum. For example, your morning routine habit stack might look something like this. After I pour my morning cup of coffee, I will meditate for 60 seconds. After I meditate for 60 seconds, I will write down my to-do list for the day. After I write my to-do list for the day, I will immediately begin my first task. Or consider this for habit stacking for the evening. After I finish my dinner, I will put my plate directly into the dishwasher. After I put my dishes away, I will immediately wipe down the counter. After I wipe down the counter, I will set up my coffee for the next morning. You can also insert new behaviors into the middle of your current routines. For example, you may already have a morning routine that looks something like this. You wake up make your bed, take a shower. Let's say you want to develop a habit of reading more each night. You can expand your habit stack and try something like wake up, make my bed, put a book on my pillow, take a shower. Now when you come to bed at night, a book will be sitting there waiting for you to enjoy. Overall, habit stacking allows you to create a set of simple rules that guide your future behavior. It's like you always have a game plan for which action should come next. Once you get comfortable with this approach, you can develop general habit stacks to guide you whenever the situation is appropriate. Here's some examples. When I see a set of stairs, I will take them instead of using the elevator. Maybe with regards to social skills, when I walk into a party, I will introduce myself to anyone I don't know yet. When I want to buy something over $100, I will wait 24 hours before purchasing. When it comes to eating healthy, when I serve myself a meal, I will put veggies on my plate first. When I buy a new item, I will give something away. One in, one out theory. When the phone rings, I will take a deep breath and smile before answering. When I leave a public place, I will check the table and chairs to make sure I don't leave anything behind. You may think that your motivation and willpower are the key factors that determine whether you'll reach your goals or not, but science shows that the influences that surround us when we're trying to make a long-lasting behavioral change, in fact, is a much greater impact on our ability to achieve or succeed. This is why one of the reasons it's so imperative that you surround yourself and look at the people you surround yourself. The five most people you surround yourself actually are the most influential on how you will live your day daily. Their habits become your habits. You know, you you, you become the environment you surround yourself with. This is why it's so, so important to be mindful of this. This is called the choice of architecture. And what it really refers to is our tendency to choose what's easy over what's good. And often easy is linked to the habits, good or bad, that we already have in place. Whether in your professional or personal lives, you often make decisions based on what's available now. Choosing from the options around you. For instance, you are much more likely to have a beer every night if you keep the fridge stocked with your favorite brew. And you're much more likely to waste your evening watching a pointless show if you turn your TV on as soon as you get home. But when it comes to building new habits, the choice of architecture can also make a positive impact. Say for example, you're trying to spend less time on your phone and more time reading. Simply carrying a book or magazine with you will help you to shape a new habit. Aligning your environment with your goals is extremely important and will nudge you in the right direction even when your willpower wanes. Why do some people go on to build habits that make them exceptionally good at what they practice while most of us struggle to keep motivated and fail repeatedly as a result? Scientists have been hard at work trying to answer this one and one of the most significant things they have found is that staying motivated throughout the journey is a matter of working on tasks that are just on the edge of our current abilities. Not too ambitious or too difficult but not too easy either. Just enough to keep us invested in the challenge This strategy has become known as the Goldilocks Rule, like To the Fairy Tale, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and remains one of the most effective ways to maintain interest and effort in the face of difficulties. If you manage to maintain optimal levels of motivation throughout the journey, you will start to make significant progress. And that's the other piece of the motivational puzzle. Constantly measuring your progress and tracking your performance is an incredibly powerful and effective way to stay pumped. When you receive positive feedback and see yourself making progress, the rush of satisfaction refuels your energy reservoir and pushes you forward. So, let's begin to wrap up this episode because I could probably go on forever and I know you have... An important day ahead of you so if you're serious about making some positive changes in your life and with success leaving us clues an excellent place to start is looking at your daily habits looking at your daily habits allows you to see where you could stack on other supportive habits that will help you reach your desired outcome moreover looking at your daily habits examples snacking after dinner smoking during breaks online shopping when you're bored or stressed and and them costing you your desired weight your overall health and energy or your healthy savings account for example these things shed some light on what's been holding you back and allow you to replace those habits with habits that support your vibrant journey the thing is logically we may know oh yeah yeah I I probably eat too much yeah yeah I probably don't move enough again probably rather than actually checking in to see what it is you do you may have habits that began you know like synopsis pruning you've practiced so much that you've gotten away from off course in a direction or life may have happened maybe there's some things that happened to you over the last year or two that has kind of set you back and in that setback you probably created some habits during as a result of that setback that have knocked you off course and it's now time to take a really good look at where you are currently looking at your daily habits look as if you were an observer looking in on your life in a life in a day of your life and see everything it is that you do or don't do not from a harsh critics standpoint but more as an observer just studying to see what it is that's done or not done and then look at those and see ah Okay, that's a habit I I need to modify, I need to shift, or I can stack a new habit on this one habit that is really, has been proven to be successful. At the end of the day, it's what you do in a day repeatedly that drives your destiny, not life. The best news of all, it's never too late to make these minor shifts with your habits to make a huge huge difference in your life. If you have found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along their way, I'm going to encourage you to share this podcast. More importantly, I'm going to also encourage you to follow it so that you can get alerted every time I upload a new episode. And if you could use a little more support or would like to get in touch with me, I'm going to share some ways that you can do that. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook, Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com and my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know, I send you so much love.